And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker. All right, here we go. It is the discussion that everybody's having, so we're going to have it too. And as you can see there, 469 days without an incident. We're very happy with that. Hello, everyone, and welcome. We are live from the bunker. My name is Jason Hunt. I am the editor here at Sci-Fi For Me. And we are broadcasting live to Odyssey and YouTube. Looks like Facebook is having some trouble connecting. So, okay, whatever. So, there we are. We are also available, this show, uh, as a podcast. So, if any of you prefer to uh, consume your media content thusly, uh, you can do that too. But uh, then you miss the nuance. And... uh, You miss the video clips, and you miss the staggeringly impressive beardage from guests like Culture Casino. Welcome, sir, and welcome Dan Danford of the Family Investment Center, our our guests today. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you. The Disney debacle continues. My goodness, it is it is uh, it is an impressive display of i don't know something i mean <laughs> 9337 yeah. a share for the stock price and this thing just continues to crater in in see i i set my bottom at about 87 dollars. well and i was wondering if it was going to get that low if it if it goes below 90 i guess maybe it's time to start buying you know I, yeah. it's uh yeah. i guess i guess we should put the Financial disclaimer up. <laughs> says, yeah. We're just talking yeah. about it. We're not telling you what to do. Uh, so, yeah, it's this has just been a crazy couple of weeks after after the last crazy couple of months. I mean, you know, the whole Disney doubling down and all this other mess with the with the politics in Florida. But now. You have the executive shakeup with the with the firing, uh, summarily, summarily fired. I mean, it's not just, yeah, maybe it's time we make a change. It's your fire. I mean, he, Bob Chapek pulls a pulls a Donald Trump on this. Seven minutes. Seven minutes. Yeah. And the you know the the usual way with these Hollywood studios and stuff, if if we're going to push you out, we usually give you an off ramp. You know. We'll set up your own production company or whatever, and, and then we'll make an announcement that you've decided to leave and pursue, you know, more private uh, activities or whatever, and we help you out. But there was none of that this time, I, and um, I think that's uh, a signal in itself. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, I I agree one hundred percent. I mean, normally, you know, you you have a you have a very uh, a very well laid out exit plan. Exactly. Uh, you 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 see uh, you see things like uh, well what they're doing with Kathleen Kennedy right now. See a lot of people are speculating based on what they're doing with her. They're getting ready to line her up to leave because she's getting the pomp and circumstance and the build up on the way out, including right. some very fluffy pieces of of info over on Variety Fair. But uh, not diverting off the main topic here. Yeah, seven minutes he's gone and uh, it, very unceremonious. Uh, people have refer, re- referred to it as a public. 
beheading. Gosh, I don't know how else to say that, but it was not nice. Well, and uh, it, it he did get a check. Is. It was one of these. It was one of these completely unexpected. I mean, the industry is recoiling in shock and and surprise <laughs> and horror that you know this this kind of thing would ever happen because this is just not the way it's done. Of course, everybody is characterizing this as well. I say everybody. A lot of the media coverage is characterizing this as Bob Chapik being the outsider. He just doesn't know how things are done. We just don't do it this way. And I'm looking at this and I'm thinking Chapik's got a company to save. He doesn't have time to to, you know, play tiddlywinks. He's he's got to be ruthless at this point because $93 a share. Yeah, like like I said, if I were going to set the bottom and you want to put the financial disclosure down there again, I'd put it around 87 bucks because I think that's about where it's going to be where I'm going to consider putting money back into the stock, yeah. right? Although I may not. My I have now developed a very different set of investment scruples <laughs> recently, so <laughs> I may not put money back in Disney. I don't know. Yeah. I do know that the opportunity will be there for people who may want to because I think I think they have a lot to offer. They have massive real estate holdings. We talked about that last time on a, the Money Monday. We were talking about it. Yeah. But when it comes to you know when it comes to that, I think uh, I think a lot of these major streamers are coming to grips with the fact that the uh, you know the shell game's over. People know, you know that this isn't really a profitable venture for quite some time. Yeah. Cam one one three. It says I'd prefer the stock to drop to around twenty dollars. <laughs> I don't know that it'll Man. get that low, but uh, that's uh, it would be that would be I who, who knows where the bottom is, right? We're in uncharted territory here. It's been a while. Yeah, uh, Cam also you... thinks that that Chapek is a sacred pup, a scared puppet at this point. We're gonna we're yeah. gonna address that here in a little bit. But Dan, I cut yeah. you off. Let me let me let you uh, have the floor here. Well, I was just gonna say, you know. Um... Although there are millions of individual investors out there, um, there are also uh, massive numbers of institutional investors, the smart money. And those guys aren't going to let it get to $20 a share. I mean, the real estate holdings are, are too high. The, 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 the income from the properties that they own, uh, even their content, mm -hmm. is, is so massive that, it, I mean, it, it never gets below some certain level because it, it's far too valuable for that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I think part of what we're seeing, especially lately, is, um, you know, all boats rise with the tide and all boats sink with the tide. Um, you know, the U.S. economy has moved into a bear market by um, all, you know, by a correction, as it were, of 10% on the major indexes. So, you know, you can say that this last chunk of movement is related to the market in general, okay? So maybe this last little bit isn't, um, isn't directly related to uh, Disney's activities, although I can't believe that the, uh, the, the firing last week hasn't affected it. it, it I think it certainly has. Uh, but, but I don't think you can, I mean, the smart money watches for the revenues and the profits and that kind of thing that has not been affected as much under this disney debacle as the psychological issues the, the fights with the governor of florida the, the the internal mess and chaos that we're seeing now i mean 
some people are speculating that the reason why uh, why why the firing happened is because he he presented a, a threat to to Chapek that that you know internally there was this issue that he had more authority than Chapek wanted him to have or that he was exercising a different way of doing things. Well, that doesn't directly affect the value of the shares from a financial standpoint. It is more an issue of it, it signals into the market that there's some disarray and chaos there, and that might affect you know the temporary price, but it isn't gonna affect probably the long-term price on the shares. Well, let me ask you this though, because I've seen, I've seen some discussion of that, and there are there there are the people who think that uh, yes, you know Peter Rice presented a threat, you know organizationally and and corporately, but then there are other people who who are saying that one of the reasons why or the main reason why Peter Rice got got uh, out, ousted was because he was one of the ringleaders of the internal rebellion. I mean, after after Bob Chaco puts his memo out that basically says, we're having discussions behind the scenes, we're, we're handling it privately, we're not going to make a big, huge thing about this and dive into public politics, there was this big firestorm from various different groups within the Disney organization. And we had the what people are characterizing as the hostage video, where he, you know, decides that he's going to, you know, bow, yield, kneel. And, you know, Cam even says, Chapek abandoned any hope of having control. He knelt to the woke mob and they own him now. But I don't know that that's necessarily the case. Because if he got rid of Peter Rice because Peter Rice is one of the instigators of a mutiny, and Susan Arnold comes out and the board of directors issues a statement unsolicited, at least as far as we know, that says Bob's got our every confidence. Yeah. I'm no, I, I'm I wondering that, if I'm wondering if Chapek is finally sitting there saying I'm cutting I'm cutting heads off now. You're on notice. Well, and I think, you know, both uh, both uh, both executives of that department came over in the Fox, the 20th century Fox thing. So they were new to the culture, new to Disney anyway. Yeah, yeah. And so that's, you know, lots of times when you have mergers and acquisitions, the, the top people of the uh, acquired firm go. I'm sorry. Um, did and, you say, and, did you say murders and acquisitions, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. think, I think he just nailed it. I wasn't going to correct him. I'm like, yes, definitely. Murders and acquisitions. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, and I don't, I don't think that's uncommon. And, and, you know, they did the the Disney board did offer a a, a vote of confidence, as it were, um, which is somewhat enlightening. Yeah. But um, the way I understand it is, JPEG's contract has not been renewed yet and is likely to be renewed for another year. But that's not really a, a big vote of confidence, to be honest. Well, let me yeah. let me ask you this though, on that point. What if, you know, because everybody's talking about how, how his contract hasn't been renewed, so Chapek's vulnerable, right? What if it's the other way around? What if Chapek is looking at this and he's kind of in the same boat as Jeff Morrell, who's looking at this saying, it's not worth the effort. I'll, I'll make this last ditch push to try to fix things, 
but if things don't go the way I need them to go, I'm done. You're not renewing my contract because I don't want it anymore. And I haven't seen anybody discussing that possibility because maybe this, maybe this board of directors coming out and making this statement supporting Chapek is trying to woo Chapek to stay. We do think that you can fix things. We do like the decisions that you've made. We have stood behind you on all of this so far. We don't want you to go. What if that's at play here? That could possibly be it. I mean, I've been looking through a lot of different articles from Fortune to Wall Street, lots of different things that have been trying to gauge why this exactly happened. And I think that could that could be the case. I think he could be, you know, they both are kind of in a feeling out period. You have to remember, since 2019, when he was officially supposed to take over, he didn't take over. No. He, they didn't finally kick Iger out the door till the beginning of the year. And that's when you got the cultural shift memo that we got where they were talking about we're essentially going to be the, you know, our guiding star, our guiding principle will be the audience. Right. Well, the audience has rejected a lot of these these things that have been coming out. Uh, that are driven by different types of agendas. Obviously, the agenda that Mr. Rice and Miss Walden are both fully engaged in. Yeah. Walden yeah. is not a step up from Rice in any way. She is deeply involved. In fact, the way the articles, you know, characterize her, um, because she's she's aligned with that same mentality. And here we go. Yeah. Case in point. Well, and it's funny, we were talking about this right before the show started. Deadline's got this headline. Dana Walden addresses Disney General Entertainment staff after executive shakeup, pledges commitment to inclusion. So there's the focus there on what everybody says, that she's woker than woke. And I've got photographs with her and Hillary Clinton, and okay, fine. But here's Variety's headline. Dana Walden addresses Disney shakeup, vows to make studio the very best home for talent. So there's a different angle. And then you've got the Hollywood Reporter... A little bit, probably the most neutral of the three. Dana Walden praises Peter Rice and Bob Chapek in memo outlining priorities. That this doesn't characterize what that memo says as far as what those priorities are. And reading the memo itself, it doesn't strike me as being super heavy emphasis on the inclusion aspect of everything. I mean, that's in there. But on balance, you've got the inclusion, you've got the focus on talent, you've got, you know, I really appreciate Bob giving me this opportunity, and, and Peter's been great to work with, and blah, 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 blah. So there's this almost a balanced mix of elements there. But the emphasis seems to be where the media puts it. Almost. I Look, all you have to do is read the bottom part of the memo, right? The last large paragraph there. She puts in, in the, the thing that Variety framed it as like it's the best place for talent or whatnot. That's like part of the very last part of the sentence mm -hmm. that starts off with, you know, diversity and inclusive, you know, in inclusiveness and crap like that. And again, it, those the, 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 the weasel words that are that are put together by the journalists, you know, they can be done in any way. And you're right. The, the most balanced approach to it was the Hollywood Reporter. But at the very end, she includes the same line that Chappick used in his January memo. Yeah. the leaked memo that that essentially says you know being responsible or responsive to our audience however that's you know couched here uh because i can't remember verbatim what it says there but that's that's where that's at and and i look she's not a step up but the thing that nobody's bringing up or maybe maybe clownfish maybe some other folks have been is the fact that she's in a contract year yeah and 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 chapicardi said through 
intermediaries that he doesn't want to have long-term deals with executives anymore. And the last long-term deal was the one they gave Rice. Rice took a five, uh, was it a 5% pay cut? He took a pretty decent pay cut. Uh, and he's still, you know, he's still going to, he's still walking out of there with 40 million bucks. So, yeah, but, you know, none of those cuts or none of the executive cuts, you know, matter a whit to yeah. the financial stability of Disney. I mean, they aren't cutting people to cut expenses. Sure. That's, that's not what it's about. Yeah. And, um, the shareholders, um, I mean, they, Honestly, that's who the board of directors is responsible to, is the shareholders. That's right. So the board of directors, they care about the drop from $190 a share to $94 a share, which is where we are today. Yeah. So even if even if all this stuff about, you know, uh, it's a great place for creativity, a great place for talent, a great place for all that stuff, that's all nice and you want that, but it has to produce results. Yeah. And that's where Chapek and, and those guys, I mean, that ultimately, that's what they'll be measured by. Indeed. I, indeed. You're 100% right. And it's going to get weirder. It's yeah. going <laughs> to It's hard to believe it could get weirder. It's but I think you're right. I think it will. Yeah. I absolutely believe it. Well, yeah. and, and Culture, te- take me through this article here you just sent me from Fortune. Key, yeah. Six yeah. key flashpoints that led to Disney CEO Bob Chapek pulling the trigger on top exec P. Rice. And, and that's and actually... Kind of, kind of an interesting way to put it, pulling the trigger on him because it was very abrupt. It, it was, it's, <laughs> it was like, I mean, they actually done. the fact that it came out that way that they actually gave you a TikTok on it, which is the fancy word for saying they gave you, you know, the amount of time they spent together, right? Yeah. Um, that is that is key. That's a key element. Um, this is a uh, Fortune went about uh, summarizing uh, the uh, an earlier Wall Street Journal piece, right? That's what this is. And you know, as you go through, you know, this article, um, you know, you're going to find that you know each of the points that they make are absolutely right. Uh, you know, first of all, he's in charge of a massive budget. I mean, I mean, you're, you're talking about a billion, multi-billion dollar budget across all the television platforms. Right. And if he's greenlighting content that isn't leading to financial success, then he's right. making bad calls. So let's we'll argue from the dollars and cents. So that's the dollars and cents argument there. Um, then he is too highly compensated, which I kind of led into a, a, a little bit that, um, you know, he took he took a five million dollar or 20 percent. Sorry, I even understated it. A 20 percent pay cut in the in that that, you know, long-term contract that he just signed right right then he he uh he he brought in too many people from fox because all of the disney people mind you the the people that are going to stick around for the long term and build uh, you know and build their credibility are trying to do that through disney the whole time and there were too many fox invaders invaders right Mm. and both rice and walden you know were that right and they're seen that way especially by people who've been there forever or the disney lifers uh and then of course you have you know uh, the, the cultural tensions within the company, which they cite, and of course, budgeting uh, questions, which you know again comes down to more dollars and cents. They worry about how things are budgeted, how shows are accounted for, you know, and all of that. And and we're on the precipice of Disney releasing their ad tier here in the near future, which they estimate could be worth about 1.8 billion by 2025. Um, so that's not in this article. It's just more. So I I just 
read everything. So, but it's just, that's a lot, you know, you got, and you have about 1.3 billion over at Netflix when they release their ad tier by 2025. So that's, these are some huge numbers, but you know, and, 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 and valuable, valuable, because that's, that's, that's a secondary revenue stream, right? You're going to get like Peacock Comcast, I think did it the right way because they started with an ad tier. So you, you know, and discovery, same thing, discovery, when they merge the max product into that and it all combines and congeals into right. whatever nebulous mess it will be, um, you're going to have, you're going to have an incredibly profitable model there. They have the highest ARPU. So Peacock has a very high ARPU, uh, Disney's stinks. <laughs> you know, and uh, Netflix only became profitable, what, Dan, like three years ago or four yeah, years yeah, ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they don't have the, I mean, so they don't have the long-term infrastructure of, of a Disney that has, you know, parks and, and 50 years of content mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And, and that's really what creates the value. I mean, in, in a lot of ways. You know, you see these aging rock stars now that are selling off their book of business, Catalog. their royalties yeah. and stuff. That's where Disney's value lies. Indeed. Is yeah. in the content they already own. And that's not $20 a share. You oh, know, that's, no. it's probably, seriously, it's probably $150 a share. Yeah. Yeah. It, but I mean, truthfully, that yeah. is probably what it is. But whatever has happened recently, has knocked the share price down to much less than that. Indeed, and I and I agree with you wholeheartedly. It's definitely worth about 145, 155 a share. That's where I'd put it, it myself. So yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. Uh, but the, the the thing I'm focused on is, it, you know, when it bottoms, that's, yeah. you know, and you start to see it they'll uptick, that might be the time to, you know, put some toes oh. in there, mm. you know? And you will see the institutional investors it, do that, I think. I and think they're... The institutional investment that will be your 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 signal because they are going to increase their percentage of ownership of Disney because a lot of these institutions they're in they, you know they're in a decent chunk of the total overall investment in a lot of these companies when they bail out or they pull back on it that's a temporary thing for them and so I you know they just use them as a signal I think but wouldn't, I think you're right uh, but again I mean another another thing about the article and I'll I'll finish it up real quick was fine. that. Um, uh, he, Rice renewed two very, very much struggling, struggling shows, right? Um, they, for Disney Plus that were were called out, and um, you know, and then the, finally the final point of the article was the one thing we already talked about. Chappic didn't want anybody breathing down his neck, yeah. and this dude was breathing down his neck. I think that's right. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, let me ask you this: what what would what would it look like, and how would the response be? If a group of fans, if a collect, if a if a fandom collective formed some sort of an entity to start buying shares it, instead of your instead of your big corporate buyers, you know your Black Rocks and your investment companies and that kind of thing. What if a, a consortium of individual fans got together and said, "All right, we're going to form this block." And we're going to buy up all of these shares of Disney, so they finally pay attention to what we have to say. Is that possible? Is it, would that even would that even be a blip on the radar for these guys? Yeah. Do you have Thiel's phone number? <laughs> right? I <laughs> wish. Right. No, it, I, I do think it, it would not be a blip. Probably, mm -hmm. um, it's just there's too many shares outstanding. It's worth too many billions of dollars. And what you also have to realize is that when you know. Even if you're owning the shares as a statement, 
So let's say Dan decides, you know, by gosh, I want them to do something different. So I'm going to put in a holding to do that. I still want a return on my shares. Yeah. Sure. You know, in yeah. a sense, I've become one of the shareholders that now the board of directors needs to please. I mean, so I, I do think you could do that. I, I doubt if you could have a lot of impact because I just don't think you could acquire enough of the corporation to, to, to make a significant say. But I do think that the other side of that is nobody puts their money into anything just for the sheer joy of it. I mean, everybody expects a return on their money. Right. Yeah. Well, I've, yeah, I put and... all my money into this. And I'm not expecting a return. <laughs> ultimately, you are. You may not be getting a return now, oh. but I can tell you as a business owner, uh, it's a long-term proposition. And what you have to do is build Very long-term. Sell to somebody else later on yeah. down the road. Yeah. And I and I agree with that. I and like you said. I mean, you know, as much joy as I get out of this, it is a revenue venture for me, and and I think it is for anybody who does it for any considerable period of time. And I, I look, when it comes to this, I mean, I'd love to get a Series Six license and go out there and trade, right? I'd like to represent, you know, be on the floor or whatever at some point. Again, I, I have a lot of dreams, right? And I usually go out and get them. But, um, you know, I to me, I, I think you could have some influence if you had the capital. Capital is the barrier. I mean, and that that whether you're oh, you're is. building a production company, which you know, I when I retire, that's what I'll be doing. Um, whether you're building a production company or you're or you're building a, uh, uh, you know, you're 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 building a financial system, you know, a financial entity. Uh, you have to have capital. You need the seed money. And and right now, the cheap the, the, there's no cheap money anymore. And Disney's finding that out. All of these companies are finding that out. They're all that's being downgraded thing. for a lot of different reasons. And some of it is capital is going to become increasingly more expensive. Yeah. No, no yeah. question. That is yeah. exactly right. Like I saw today a statistic that was talking about the, the stock market in general, probably the S&P 500. I don't remember exactly, but it said that today the, the, the price earnings ratio on the S&P 500 has dropped down to 17, oh. which is a reasonable valuation for the long-term market. But if you strip out the tech stocks, it's at 13. Okay. You know, it's been trading in the mid 20s yeah. for years and years and years. And part of the reason, I think part of what that reflects is exactly what you're talking about, which is rising interest rates means that you can't borrow for nothing anymore. And mm -hmm. so that, that it, you, you probably can't be as profitable in the environment going forward as you have in the past. Yeah, this this is going to be more harsh, a more harsh yeah. recession because of that. It, 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 we had very artificially depressed rates for too many years. years. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yep. Well, and this is this is from uh, a couple of days ago. Oof. Uh, just a just a a graphic representation of where Oof. investments are sitting right now. I mean, everything, practically everything in this chart is red. Mm. And it's it's all, I mean, yeah, it's you know minus three percent, minus two percent, minus one. But how many how many millions of dollars does this represent? Billions, billions. and billions and billions and billions, trillions, trillions of dollars. But, all right, what just know, happened here? Hang on, just oh, part of what's my fault. I'll be right back. No, part of what's going on though, it, 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 it's a reset of expectations. 
um, going forward based on, you know, what the easy money and stuff has been in the past. And that's not uncommon. I mean, honestly, anybody that's worked in the stock market in the past can tell you that, you know, a 20 or 25% correction happens every two or three years. It has not in the last 10 years. Yeah. But that is a very common occurrence. So the fact that we're down 10 or 15 percent right now, that, that that's not a surprise and it's not a reason for concern necessarily. No. What's interesting with with the Disney question in particular is that since last March, not March 22, March of 21, the Disney stock is down from one hundred and ninety dollars a share to ninety four, ninety five dollars a share. I mean, that. That's more than a 50% decrease in a little over a year's time. That's dramatic. Yeah. Wow. And, and these numbers should terrify you. And of course, right now we are looking live at the Walt Disney Company. <laughs> and uh, they're not alone, though. Right, Jason? I mean, right. This I is... mean, everything. A lot of people are sitting there saying, well, you know, this is not an outlier because the entire stock market is dropped. And, and well, you know, that, that can be tied to the economy and everything else being so depressed but, i mean i i, but that I don't think we're in a recession 10 or 15 percent that yeah. accounts for 10 or 15 percent not 50 yeah. percent yeah and there disney's leading the way there's no doubt about it i mean that's why i put the quotes up there because i'm i'm not the person saying that there's a lot of financial rags out yeah. there saying the same thing and, Wait a minute. You know, i don't i don't have a i don't have an air quotes graphic Counter. for you <laughs> I, I need to i need to get that next time you're on right yeah it's funny but no i just it's it's one of those things i i've been paying attention to this for a very long time now you know and and i'm very careful with you know money and things like that i mean you have to be yeah um and and it's it's one of those it's one of those entities that kind of leads the way they have for a very long time they're very old um you know and, and there are a handful of these older companies that are bellwethers they're 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 you know they're, they're the pole position companies that you pay attention to because they indicate larger trends like we have with the dow right here mm-hmm. you know and it, it, it we we officially entered according to the financial rags yesterday which i i would say we were already there a bear market because, because oh, yeah. of the brutality that happened over the course of the last couple of weeks and i don't know dan what do yeah, you yeah no i that's that's a hundred percent right um, and I think that, you know, in the entertainment industry, uh, Disney is the closest thing you've got to a blue chip stock in the entertainment industry. They just are. And they are going to be a bellwether. Uh, but they're also a great big corporation and they are going to be affected by the, you know, the economy, especially in the United States, but worldwide beyond that, I mean, because they have revenues from every place. And can I, that's what I was going to say. So if I'm going to ask yeah. the question, I'm going to ask it, I'm going to ask it specifically because, because I, I know the answer, but I, I want to lead into it because they're so diversified when multiple sectors collapse financially, it hurts them more. Yeah. Yeah. I would say so. Which is weird because you'd think, well, you know, a very diverse company, you know, uh, spread out across all these sectors would be insulated from them, but that's not what's happening right now. So one of the things that's, that people don't see it in in the investment world when we're building portfolios we're actually looking for like you said different sectors different investments that are negatively correlated so what we want is when when this sector goes down you want another sector that goes up and and the combination of all those things is better than the sum of the parts that that's the whole point behind building portfolios 
What happens though is in dramatic moments, either up or down, is the correlations tend to all come together towards one, basically. So you can say, well, you should own some international stocks in the portfolio because those aren't correlated with the US. And that's true most of the time. But when you hit a moment of crisis, they both go together. I mean, we've become so intertwined that that's the case. And one of the things that's happened in the last, you know, six months or a year, you know, we're seeing bonds have dropped yeah. along with stocks have dropped. Yeah. I mean, usually go to one as opposed to the other kind of thing. But that's not where we are today. It's a real unique point in time. Well, but yeah, because those correlations have disappeared. Yeah, yeah because because of the, the 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 faith or the lack thereof in institutions that are issuing yeah. bonds. You know, I mean, you know, you're you're getting you're getting companies like Disney and others. Although Disney's not terribly, they're not bad. They're not terribly positioned when it comes to getting bond funds. But they they just got again. We talked about it last time by having their special tax district removed, their special yeah. interest removed. They have even less uh, to offer the bond market when they go to the table and if they need money. It's just you have to borrow at some place. Yeah, and, you're uh, gonna have to. It's gonna traditionally be big companies have issued bonds in order to borrow that money, but yeah. we all know that they're going to be issued at a higher rate going forward than yeah. they have been looking backwards. Yeah. Um, and so the profit, and that's you know that's the point. That's why the Federal Reserve raises rates. They they want to they want to slow down the economy. So if you hear this, if you okay, so the, these are whispers, and and I know you hear them. So between 75 and 100 points? Wow. Basis points, yeah. yeah. So that's, oh, sorry. Yeah, that's three, quarters, that three quarters of a percent to a percent yeah. what they're talking about doing. It was widely expected to be 50 basis points or they would have a raise of half a percent Won't do it. tomorrow, basically. Yeah. Now they're talking, people are saying probably 75 and there are some people are advocating be 100. Yeah, full. We won't know until we know, but you know that those are really just, they're, they're short term rates, um, that the, the, the rates that the banks borrow between each other and stuff. And the Fed can control those, but the Fed does not control how other interest rates respond to that. So we don't know exactly what that'll do to mortgage rates. We don't know exactly what it'll do to corporate bonds, but we do know just in general, looking forward, it's going to cost more to borrow money tomorrow than it did today than yeah. it did six months ago. Yeah. Makes me yeah, glad we that's... refinanced our house already. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, there's no cheap money, and, and yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something else. This is completely off subject, but it fits into what we were talking about. I see real estate collapse again, like 08, 07, 08, when we started to drive because we're seeing every time you see an increase in 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 the market it, 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 from from the buyer's perspective of going into adjustable rate mortgages. That's usually an indication that things are going to slide. No, you know, because that's the only one, way you keep money. The, the one piece that I think is a little bit different from the last time is that part of the rise in costs of homes and stuff, it literally is the supply chain this time. It's the fact that they can't get the materials to build houses and stuff mm -hmm. that they did. And in my experience is whether that's the cost of labor or the cost of materials, even when that issue goes away, the cost of materials don't drop. No. The cost no. of labor does not drop. Once people get used to working at this level, so, so th 
there could be a big adjustment in the real estate markets. I don't think it will affect new construction at all. I just, I, new I just new construction's on fire. The gentrification, I call them gentrification apartments in, in downtown areas across the country are going to town. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but materials costs are not going to go down. Labor yeah. costs are not going to go down. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. I, I yeah. don't think so. And to a certain degree, existing houses, some of the market value of those is based on what it costs to buy a new house. Right. So the person looking at it says, I can either go buy a new house for $400,000 or I can buy this one for three hundred twenty-five. dollars The fact that it was sold six months ago for two hundred and fifty dollars is yeah. irrelevant. I yeah. mean, no. so I, I do see that, you know, we're in an unusual real estate market as well. I, I don't, it's not the same as where you're going to see massive numbers of Florida or, or Las Vegas real estate selling at 60 cents on the dollar. I don't think we'll see. Well, you're, you're okay. So we've already seen uh, prices starting to drop. Time on yep. market for for everything, multifamily. If you're interested in buying apartment complexes and stuff, all of that has started to change and shift. Um, yeah. I, you know, I've I've invested in real estate, so I pay close 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 attention right. to that as well. But I just uh, when I look at these things, I get I I I see all the same signs. I mean, I've seen this before, right? You know, it, it may right. not it may yeah. not echo directly, but it rhymes, right? It's yeah. not it's not yeah. one for yeah. one. So, wow. well, I agree. There was a question in the chat about uh, gold uh, declining yeah. with inflation. Are, do, is there is there any opinion on that? Is that or is that tracking with everything else? Or usually uh, commodities, which includes precious metals, gold, even oil, and things like that, they rise as a um, as a as an early indicator of inflation. Yeah. So when you see them rising, it usually means inflation is coming. Um, I'm not a big advocate for gold. I get it. I know why people buy it. People buy, I, I tell my clients, if you want it, buy 5%. But uh, I, I would not pretend to predict where the price is going over a year or five years for that yeah. matter. Yeah, I, I would say, and this is just my, my thoughts on it, go to somebody who knows that market, that commodity yeah. specifically. That you will do far better if you talk to a professional than if you even do it yourself. I'm just, it, because it is a very niche thing but a physical commodity is usually a hedge yeah. but yeah let me circle back to something that we were we started to touch on earlier the the idea of the streaming and and investing in various different things and spreading out uh, a lot and and i know culture you and and valiant renegade and a couple of other people have been looking at this and watching this yeah as it plays out the streaming and the broadcast rights to India's Premier Cricket League, yeah. uh, which is, for those of you who don't know, cricket is kind of like baseball-ish, yeah. and it is the biggest sport in India, as I understand it. I'm, I'm coming at this, you know, you're, fairly you're cold. Yeah, you're 100% right on. It is the biggest sport in India. This, These rights, this rights package that was just negotiated and purchased by multiple entities, it is second only to the NFL. Yeah, it's pretty big. This is, this is how big this is. This is huge. And and I've been talking about it for days. I even did a video on my channel on it specifically because I wanted to kind of break down what was coming. Of course, now it's already happened. Right. But, you know, you actually have Disney. This is where this I was like, this is a weird moment for Disney. <laughs> they walked away from the international rights 
for streaming, or at least you know from their 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 Indian rights, I should say, yeah. the India rights for streaming. The IPL is important. It is it is one of those things. I had somebody on uh, my show uh, uh, Sunday night uh, talking about how important it is. You know, in Australia, especially in India, billions and billions and billions of dollars are gambled on this. They gamble on everything, like each individual, you know, throw, right? Yeah. You know, and in and, and, and the whole nine yards, uh, you know, whether or not it's going to be a no ball or not, right? Or whatever, you know, or no, I don't even, I, I, the terminology escapes me. And I've watched yeah. it a few times trying to, you it, know, keep it up. It would but, be like, it would be like betting on if it's going to be a strike or a ball every time yes. the ball, every time yeah. the pitcher throws the ball, yeah. you make a bet as to where it's going to go. Is he going to hit it? Is he going to miss it? Is it going to be a ball or a strike? All of that. That's, yeah. that's how, that's how in, in the weeds gambling wise, it, all yeah. this money is, is changing hands here. Yeah. But constantly, billions constantly. of people. Yeah. Billions yeah. of people. And, and it's crazy, Dan, I don't know if you're familiar, but, um, they actually, they actually, uh, actually tried to fix it. Sometimes they actually did because they would actually try to say, well, okay, on the eight, on the 18th pitch, you make sure you throw a no ball. And then they would have a lot of people that were on the inside that would bet and, and a lot of money would change hands there. And, you know, that's, that's kind of, you know, not great for the sport, but it did happen. <laughs> and here's the weird thing. Disney is tied to this. This is a this is an anchor for Disney, and I knew it was coming. I didn't know which side they were going to let the anchor fall, but it doesn't yeah. matter. Each way, it's going to pull them towards the bottom of the ocean because they decided to let the streaming rights go. Um, that was that may have been catastrophic for them because they artificially increased their subscriber numbers by rolling in the Hot Star into the Disney Plus Hot Star count. So yep. now, instead of that being a separate thing, like they've kind of tried to leave Hulu out there as a separate thing and ESPN Plus out there as a separate thing, instead of doing that, they rolled it in. And it gave them an artificial boost. That's fantastic. But 30 or 40 million of those people, and this is based on people that are not me. This is actually you know, documentation from people who analyze this stuff, have said that they're going to lose 30 or 40 million subscribers because they didn't retain the streaming rights for this in India. Interesting. Now, and, they, and that's they, just a straight cut. They're all they're gone now that the rights have shifted over. I think Vi, it was Viacom 18's got them now. Yeah, yeah. So Viacom, yeah. So Viacom Which 18, Paramount. Uh, it, yeah. Paramount in in cooperation with another entity got it got in on this. And I'm trying to remember what his name is, but um, he's very wealthy. He controls uh, Mukesh Arababi. He controls like uh, the Reliance Group. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And they they yeah. actually so it's a partnered up deal. And and look, I mean, it's a it's a win for Paramount, you know, who wants to get more into streaming sports. And, and But Disney retained the television broadcast rights. It cost them three billion dollars to do it. And the only wow. reason they had these rights to begin with is because they acquired Hotstar via the Fox deal. Yeah. You know, and, and I think we're going to, you know, part of what you're seeing, I think, on all these entertainment groups is. You know, there's going to be some standardization of the reporting and stuff. And so um, some of that's built into the pricing already, you know, is that they know that some of the numbers are kind of fudged on on how many subscribers and how much revenue. And you can't really separate it out. That isn't going to last forever because it never does. There will come some kind of industry standards that will really allow you to look at two different companies and compare them as far as their subscribers and stuff. And, you know, th that's just part of the growth of a new industry. Um, and, and so a lot of money has been spent on the come, 
on all these guys right. is that you know we're going to be able to attract this many eyeballs we're going to be able to do that that you know the market values you know actual stuff not dreams i agree basically yeah. and uh so we're, we're starting to see some of that and i think it's reflected in all all the companies actually yeah in in, in the financial markets are going to be the ones that demand it right I mean, honestly exactly. and that's that's the that's where we're at and advertisers yeah. See, that's the other thing is that you know a lot of this is big ad revenue and and people will not spend money on advertising unless they know what they're getting it getting for it yeah. i mean that's the way magazines operated for years it's television you know when you when you buy an ad on the super bowl it's not just the prestige of it it's that it reaches two billion people on the planet that night you know that that's why you pay those astronomical rates and, and so that's going to come to everything here. Yeah. Well, and, uh, and that, that calls to mind uh, the, the quote, you know, ha, uh, who, who was it that said this? Half, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. The trouble is I don't know which half. Yeah. You know, it's, it's totally it, true. As, John, a, as a John small business Monomate. owner, as a small business owner, I can tell you it's absolutely right. And you're afraid to cut any of it because, you know, some of it's doing you some good. You just know which part. Well, and well, we go I, back to the whole, you know, the comparison to cable, you know, yeah. where, where, you know, cable was this big thing. And then suddenly, you know, you've got ad, ad, you know, ad revenue still becomes uh, a, a necessary part of it. And all of these streaming services are now, you know, they're, they're, I guess they're realizing that the viability of this is not quite what they expected it to be. Maybe is, is could that be why they're going to the ad model and people don't want to spend 10 bucks a month? I mean, that... it, it, it comes down to this and I've said this multiple times, Jason, I've, I've said that it, it is 100%. Uh, people can't maintain multiple streaming services. And the only way to make that happen to get to all of your audience, especially if you're, you know, trying to sell advertisements, Right. Um, is to is to have a have a free free model. I mean, look at what Peacock was able to do. Look at what Discovery was able to do. Mm. Uh, they doubled their ARPU uh, simply by having a, an ad based model over at Peak. Uh, excuse me, over at um, Discovery before the merger. Yeah. So there you go. Remember the promise of cable, which was, you know, you'd have 100 channels on your TV. Yeah. That was the promise of cable. <laughs> Ultimately, it came out that of the 100 channels, only three of them had anything you wanted to watch, which is right. why they do the packages, right? Yep. You know, they, you got to have ESPN. You got to have this. You got to have this because that's what attracts the eyeball. God. One of the media studies, you mentioned it perfectly, because ESPN and one of the media studies, even if you don't have the sports package included in your bundle, whether it be cable or satellite, you're yeah. still paying for ESPN, even though it's not part of your deal. Because it costs that much to have ESPN, and Disney wasn't going to sell you anything if you didn't take it. And now the modern version of Disney is 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 David Zaslav. David Zaslav has just in his upfronts went to the market and said specifically, if you don't take from column A, you can't get column B. That's, That's wow. Well, and but it also know. demonstrates if you're one of those other channels <laughs> on cable or whatever how how difficult it is for ad revenues and stuff i mean you're going to have you're going to have a niche of eyeballs but they aren't going to be the large niche that's appealing to you know some advertisers and stuff right. and, and that, that's that's exactly what streaming is i mean when you get right down to it what you want is you want to stream 
the programs that you want to watch. You don't really want to pay to stream stuff that you don't want to watch. Right. Well, and you talk about Zaslav and the and the 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 corporate culture that he's putting together over at Warner Brothers and and this new Warner Media Discovery, very hands on yeah. and and you know slash and burn almost with a lot of the cancellations and the projects. He's sitting there going, "Nope, we're not going to do this." I mean, J.J. Abrams is starting to feel the heat, and rightly so, because, you know, personally, I think J.J. Abrams is a hack. But, you know, that that's neither here nor there. The, the, the cost of the deal that Warner Brothers made with Bad Robot, you know, $250 million, and what have they got to show for it yet? You know, I, Zaslav is right in questioning that deal and sitting there going, um, does this even have this kind of value? And now with the Ezra Miller thing, Oof. I mean, that's a that's that's a whole nother episode here. But because that's turning into a whale of a mess, I think, again, I think because the veneer has been stripped away from all of these streaming services, you know, their appeal to the financial markets uh, has, has diminished because you just, it's not sustainable. There's no, there's no money there. And here's the other thing when it comes to multiple streaming services, because I love this conversation, especially when it comes to, you know, obviously Disney and, and, and all that, but Samba TV puts out some great information and they're they're right on for the most part. They are not like Parrot Analytics, which is a guessing game. If you listen to Parrot Analytics, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, uh, um, Samba comes out with this data and says, um, uh, streaming by the numbers, what percentage of viewing households watched only one program on each platform during quarter one? This is quarter by quarter. Guess what? And I knew this and I had said it before the giving came out. 61% of the people that utilize Hulu watch one program. Interesting. HBO Max, 58% of people that have HBO Max watch one program. Amazon Prime Video, 56% of the people who watch anything on Prime Video watch one program. Yeah. What does that tell you? It tells you that paying 13 bucks a month is not unreasonable to watch what you want to watch. That's right. But yeah. it is terribly unreasonable if you finish the series and you're not watching it anymore. And yeah. that's the next part of this conversation. Churn is about to destroy these guys. That's yeah, why they're going to the admirals. Yeah. Well, and yeah. I think that's another reason why they're going to the week-to-week-to-week -to -week -to -week rollout of episodes again, because you binge watch, and how, how many of those people, you, you sign up, you watch the fourth season of Stranger Things, you cancel your, your subscription, because you're done. Yeah. Right. Right. Or or Daredevil or heaven help us. Kenobi. You know, it's well, it's. <laughs> but that's why you're right. And, and, and it's it's one of the reasons why I think churn is going to be a major concern. And it has to be. It should have been already. Yeah. Disney is about to lose their last big batch of humans uh, that they've been taking advantage of for three years, because when August rolls around, the ultimate bundle package that they offered to people for early subscription uh, back right before product launch was in August. That is that bill is about to come due. And in that quarter that will be reflected in August and September and October as we move into the fiscal year, that quarter will be the. Uh, the light at the at the end of the tunnel. We'll know just how bad churn is. Yeah, we'll and, I, and, and that lights the headlight on the on the train that's coming toward us. 
I was good. I was just getting ready to say that's what Mr. Chopak cares cares about. Um, honestly, if that's bad news, um, it's going to be hard for the board of directors to continue. I mean, it, 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 it's just. Well, the, and the revenues are what count. Yeah, and that <laughs> that's, goes back. That's to, what really matters. That goes back to my original question: What if Chapek's yeah. looking at this and saying, "All right, if this thing doesn't turn around by third quarter, I'm done." Yeah, I've done all I can. There are too many people inside that are sabotaging the company. Yep. You know, you you guys go sink or swim by yourself. I'm leaving. Well, the guy over at Moffat Nathanson is like, you know, pointing out that it was probably a good thing that Disney lose this chunk of subscribers now, which is, you know, in regards to the IPL, the Indian Premier League crickets yeah. rights, because this all ties in together. That's massive amount of churn. He's going to take that on the nose, but it's explainable. You can explain, well, we lost 30 million subscribers in India because we are not going to be carrying this thing next fall or right. next spring, excuse me. And, you know, that's just the, the way it is. Um, it, it'll elevate artificially the ARPU for Disney Plus streaming service. So that'll be some good news, right? Because people are going to... Financial people are now paying attention. It's not the subscriber numbers overall. It's what the ARPU is. Mm -hmm. And it took them forever to get there. And I don't know why, because normally it's a little smarter business than that. But yeah. um, it is, uh, it's, it's, it, it's, starting, it's starting to have an effect. So Disney can raise their ARPU by getting rid of these very expensive subscribers. And um, at the same time, they will, they're going to take a hit in churn. But I estimate, and, and, I, and I believe the numbers are artificial now that they're putting out for churn, um, I estimate that you are seeing churn rates uh, higher than 5% already. I think you're going to get closer to 12 to 15% because, as you mentioned, Jason, and I think Dan also mentioned, you're not going to subscribe to that service once your show's over. Yeah. You're done. Yeah, Cam says he's not renewing. So, yeah. And I imagine there's going to be a lot of that. I mean... You have the the Gina Carano thing where you had a lot of people leave at that point, mm -hmm. and now you've got the Moses Ingram thing. You're gonna have people leave over that, yep. and then whatever the next thing is going to be, because there's going to be a next thing. Well, the the, the catastrophe that just happened. We talked about last what three four weeks ago. I, last time I was here, we talked about the fact that you know they they jumped on this on this uh, Florida education bill yeah. and yeah. went along with the, you know, with the soundbite narrative that was, you know, designed to, you know, cast that as something, you know, terrible. And uh, we ended up in, we, we, we ended up with them losing traction there. You, 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 you have, um, you have uh, people that are being turned off wildly right now by Disney when they even visit their theme parks. So you're going to have fewer visits in the future from people, which, you know, some people argue is a good thing. Uh, we are starting to see more and more stories about uh, Disney World, Disneyland only serving the top 1%. Yeah. Um, because it's too expensive. For well, look at Galactic America. Star Cruiser. You know, Galactic well, Star Cruiser is a failure because, what, I'm not going to spend $5,000 to spend two oh. nights at Disney World. Have you seen, but the stories around that that are being crafted by the financial heads out there on different various financial platforms are saying it's not a flop i read one uh, of course i don't pay a bunch of attention to motley fool sometimes they make a good point but they put out an article to that effect that yeah. um that uh the 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 the, the star crew it's not a, it's not a flop and their argument is it's it's mostly booked through the summer and i'm thinking dude 
you weren't paying a lot of attention to this. It's only a hundred rooms. You should be able to fill that puppy up. If it was popular, you should be able to fill it each yeah. and every yeah. week and it should be booked out for a year in advance. Yeah. Cam makes a good point. Disney says they're for equity. If that's the case, then some of the people spending the $5,000 for the two, two nights or whatnot should be covering our bill for going in and staying for free. That's right. Right. I mean, that's yeah. how equity works, right? Yeah. <laughs> maybe they aren't. Yeah. Maybe they aren't that woke. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to see. Well, and that and that does that does raise that question because you know Dana Walden has now got a got a target on her back. Yeah. You know, people are going to be watching what she does because you know she's come out and she said, you know, we've turned down fifty percent of the projects that were proposed to us because representation and inclusion and all of this so this and that goes back to that culture that that uh that chapek's talking about well okay who's defining that culture mm-hmm. is it chapek and the board of directors or is it going to be these executives in charge of these different divisions like dana walden and oh. these these affinity groups within the 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 employee the structure yeah. And that's the problem. I mean, corporations need to run away from any of these affinity groups screaming. Yeah. They need to be as apolitical as they possibly can be. They need to politi- polit- politically agnostic would probably be a better way to describe it. Yeah. That's how they should be. Well, and that and goes it, back to that, that thread that I sent you, uh, what was it, Sunday, Some somebody. Yeah. And, and as far as I can tell, this is somebody who works at a theme park at Universal. Universal saying yeah. that he'd, he'd walked away because the CEO wouldn't commit to a, a diversity type of thing. They only have four workshops for LGBTQ and stuff, stuff. And yeah. if universal theme parks are going to stay apolitical, we're going to stay out of it. We're not going to we're not going to come down and take sides on anything. Universal is going to see a lot more business in their theme parks, I think. Oh, they are. I think they're I don't know. Dan, go ahead. I look like you were about to jump in. No, no, no. Go ahead. I don't know about Universal. Oh, I'm yeah, they're it. they're about to they're about to go ballistic with um, adding Epic Universe, the third theme park at the Florida location, right? Adding that third theme park, which will have Nintendo, you know, World in it. Uh, that's a winner. That's a winner everywhere it goes. It's been a winner in in Asia. It's gonna be. It's uh, there are parts of it being put in Hollywood. You've got it coming into Florida. You have. The, their expansion of their Harry po- Potter offerings with the Ministry of Magic going in at this Epic Universe Park. You're, you're, they are ripping, not just stripping, but ripping away market share from Disney right now in Florida when it comes mm-hmm. to theme park. And they are not missing. They've taken some of the best and brightest from Disney's Imagineering, who were essentially shown the door uh, over these agenda ideologies that have been pushed there. And they're producing amazing things that people will consume. So Disney has put themselves in a bad situation. We, 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 on top of just having their special district ripped away, just having, I mean, it's, this, this is bad. When that special district ceases to exist in July of 2023, so a year from now, basically, mm-hmm. it's going to be rough going for them. And that's yeah, being it, nice. Yeah, it's, <laughs> the, the, this whole, um, almost culture war between uh, corporate governance, the, the boards of directors, and the employees is, is an issue. And I think that's part of what we're seeing here with Disney is their employees are, are, are 
you know, they're creatives. They're they're very liberal. They're very West Coasty. They're very, and and that's a powerful um, group of people. On the other hand, just because they believe in all these important ideologies and stuff, they don't necessarily understand or know about business. Right. You know, and it's the same thing with the New York Times or or any of these media groups or whatever who are now responding to their journalists. It's not that the journalists are necessarily right or wrong, but the thing is, is it may affect the business part of the of the endeavor in a way that they they don't understand or predict or don't care that or goes, don't care. That's yeah, the other thing. That That's goes to point. that one that one point I saw somebody had talked about the fact. Uh, well, uh, what I was reading, I was reading, uh, I was reading James O'Keefe's book. Oh wow, American American Pravda. And at one point in the book, he's talking about the in, the insiders in the Beltway and the and the DC crowd and whatnot. They're they're talking to these reporters who are in their twenties. They don't have yeah. any life experience to make them skeptical of everything. You know, they don't have the life experience to ask the questions. They just you know take whatever they're spoon fed and that's what they report. And you have the media, and you look at what happened with Netflix here a few weeks ago. Netflix finally said, you know what, this is a business. And if you don't like the way we do business, then maybe you don't need to work here. And they finally stood up and said, enough. Exxon did the same kind of thing. They said, we're not going to fly a pride flag. We're, gonna, we're going to stay out of it. I think but, some companies are starting to wake up to this problem and, know, and start to address it. Elon Musk did the same thing with Tesla. I said, you know, we're going back to 40 hours a week in the office. And yeah. uh, gosh, if you don't like it, well, go to work for somebody else. I, it, I, it, it, it's a, and, and I don't, you know, I'm a capitalist at heart, man. I, I love capitalism. <laughs> I love new businesses. I love the whole thing. The people who are sometimes making these decisions, they aren't making business decisions. They're making other decisions. And it affects the business badly. Yeah, well, and that's that's where Disney is. I think a little bit with Chapek and and other people is they they they've been making decisions that have had a bad effect on the company. That's really the board of directors' job is to make sure that they don't make those kinds of decisions. But mm -hmm. we'll have to see how it shakes out. That's the bottom line. Yeah, but those the board of directors, as you know, they're relying on the leadership within the oh. company to, to drive this bus. Yeah. Right? Oh. Yeah. But you also, you know, your 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 fiduciary responsibility to shareholders yeah. is it should Fair be amount. beyond your responsibility to the guy who's running the company. Yeah. I mean, and, and, the the problem is with Chapik again. He was saddled with a lot of leadership oh, yeah, below absolutely. him yeah. by Iger, who is toxic. They are yeah. they are they are corporate poison. Um, uh, the if if I were going to go through and just if I had carte blanche walking in the door running that company, boy, first of all, people would be <laughs> running away. Um, but Victoria Alonso would be gone. Kathleen Kennedy would be gone. Any of their acolytes, you know, or little minions, they would be gone. Uh, I, there would be, I, I mean, I can go through each department and say, you know, Miss Walden, thanks for all your solid work here building up and, and changing Freeform into an adv advocacy network instead of a family network. I really appreciate that. We're going to go back the other direction. So I got to bring somebody else in. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, it, I would, it would be really easy to turn Disney back into a family company. 
It really would. Yeah. Um, it, it would be it would be easier to deliver on the promises that Iger made back in 2017 when all of these balls started to get juggled, right? Because that's kind of when a lot of this stuff started to go the wrong way. And I would restore meritocracy, um, which should be your primary your your primary uh, you know state. If now, you're that's a, just that's just crazy talk now. No, it's not. <laughs> but Dan just said, and, and this is this is important. Dan just what he just said is 100 percent right. You have people making decisions that have no business being in the jobs they're in yeah. because they didn't get there because they didn't have because they had experience. They didn't learn. It's like, look, I'm going to go in. I'm going to pour a foundation for a house. Let's just talk about construction. Can everybody understand? So let's pour a you know, let's pour a slab. Everybody thinks, well, that's brain dead work. No, it's not. First of all, you got to know an awful lot about the consistency of the concrete. You have to know, you know, what the building codes are in a given area and whether or not how many stories you're going to have is going to require a thickened edge. You're going to need to know what kind of sub sub materials you are, whether or not you have to put a vape, uh, you know, some kind of a, 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 a material barrier down there before you put in your ABC, before you put in your steel substructure, before you put in, you know, whatever it is. Are you going to do a, a post, uh, you know, you know, a, a, a post, uh, uh, Post rod, it's all these other things, right? Post tension rod, it, it, it's all these other things that go into doing that. You would not know walking into that job. You and, and there are circumstances that because you don't have experience on a job site, that you would let's say uh, you wouldn't know. Uh, whether the conditions of that particular location or the weather conditions for the day are going to affect what's going to happen to that slab, which a building's going to sit on. Yeah. The foundation of any com- of any company is the employees at the front line, and from that point up, you want to build from the very best and brightest of those folks in every single department, in every single sector, in every single division. That is how you build a quality company. Well, and if I just if I wanted to to learn how to, you know, lay a concrete slab or whatever, I'd just watch uh, Culture Built, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Your new DIY, DIY channel. channel. Someday I'll get there. Someday well, I'll get there. Let me let me. Um, let me ask this because uh, you know you've got all of these you know all of all of this out in in the thing. How much do you think the board of directors at Disney? Because you talk about the various different competitors out there, the streaming services and whatnot, the fa- getting back to the family thing, and now you've got Daily Wire out there saying, "Well, Disney dropped the ball. We're going to pick it up and do it." And they're doing it. Terror on the Prairie is out today. They had their screening last night in Nashville. Everybody is saying really good things about it. How much do you think the board of directors at Disney is going to be looking at how that performs? Because you know the comparisons are going to be out there. You know the people are going to sit there. And that whole thing, that whole churn with what happened to Gina Carano is going to come back out. I mean, Daily Wire even put out a thing this morning. They tried to cancel her. That's their promo for this thing, right? Now she's back, and all. So they're milking it. They're 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 leaning hard into this. So you know the chatter is going to be about this. How much do you think the board's looking at what Daily Wire is doing and thinking mm, they're nipping at our heels a little bit? Well, I, I mean, let's not get too excited about Daily Wire. They are growing, and that's a good thing. In fact, their subscriber base is expanding. Will they take notice? Absolutely. Um, it was very, again, you want to talk about unceremonious. I mean, you know, you publicly had your contract not renewed in a, in a, in, in a way that I, I've never, I'd not seen with an actor before. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, they, they, somebody took, took it upon themselves to report it in that given, in that particular way. Uh, much like this seven minutes that we just happened with Mr. Rice, but it was done for a reason and it was, it was willful and malicious and a lot of other 
you know, adjectives. But um, yeah, I think I think they're going to pay attention to it, uh, Jason. I, I think they have to because you know you have a popular actress who has um, is a multi hyphenate now. By the way, she's mm-hmm. involved in everything from the production to you know, even talking about somebody from MMA. Not to mention her family connections, and and I won't dive too deeply into that. But she is part of the future for Daily Wire. She's part of the future for entertainment. Daily Wire going forward is part of entertainment. They're part of information now. And it, you don't look. It was two weeks ago we got you know the 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 documentary right that was put right. together. And right. you know I'm not going to go into that on your channel uh, for obvious reasons. But um, you know that thing increased their subscriber base, and they're about to do it again. I mean, people are going to subscribe to see this film, and yeah. they will stay because there's a lot of great material there. Anyway, I'm sorry, Dan. Go ahead. No, no, it does take, but the problem is it'll never get the volume that well. you know that that it becomes a financial concern for Disney. I mean, right. I, I absolutely everybody sitting there is paying attention to this stuff. Yeah, but, but for, um, from a PR standpoint, though, from well, a public perception but, standpoint, that's that's going to that's going to count a lot too. They, they clearly don't care as much about that as they should. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just, I feel bad right now. There are some people uh, that I know inside, you know, Disney in various different departments that, um, you know, they've been looking for the door for a few years now because of the shift, the, the tectonic shift that uh, that took place within the, within Disney because the culture changed with the leadership that was brought in with by Iger. There was a chance to change this and head the other direction. Um, there were two moments that Chapik did not take advantage of, and had he had he listened to has he had he had he listened to Jeff before he left? Um, you know, Jeff was in that gig for what seven months, six months. Uh, I don't short. even think it was there. I think it was three months. Uh, I don't it, think he was, was there that long. Uh, yeah, I mean. <laughs> Xenia could have handled a little more deftly than anybody uh, if they wanted to stay on the super left side of things. She probably could have handled it better, but he was re- he was pushing the company to just stand pat, don't say anything. This is bad news all around. We can't we can't put ourselves in this position. Yeah, they didn't listen to him, so he left. And that's and like I said, I've got friends leaving for that reason. You know, I I already have a friend that left to go work at Universal. You know, to do stuff for them. So I look forward to seeing his work. So, but I don't, Crazy I don't think the story's over yet, Jason. Is what oh I would say. no, 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 no! I, I think, I think we're just in the first, the first part of this. You know, if this was a, if this was a movie serial from the 1930s, I'd say we're probably in chapter three, maybe out of ten. <laughs> that may be it. Right? You know? yeah. So I don't know. This we'll is, see. This is a big book, and it's. I'm telling you right now, the streaming thing is not going away. Uh, find, the markets are going to pay even closer attention to this, and they are going to start insisting on profitability. Yeah. Because it is, it is. I'm telling you, there's so many anchors on so many of these corps now because they dove into an into an industry they were better off just handing out to some other folks. I mean, leaving Netflix alone to do what they do, maybe have Amazon compete with them, maybe Apple puts their toe in the water. I would have left it alone. Be a studio, make stuff. It, it don't you're investing in, in infrastructure, you're investing in distribution hubs, you're investing in a lot of different things that it's just it's just so much bad money. So Seems to be working money. for Sony. Oh yeah, Sony's brilliant. Yeah, My Sony's in there. Yeah, they're producing content that the streaming services are using. I mean, think about it. They for all right. mankind, that's Sony. That's yep. over there at Apple. You have uh, you know, the blacklist, that's you know, that show's been going for a long time. You have 
they have a ton of stuff that they give to the boys. They produce the boys for Amazon. So it's just like I don't think people even realize that that these studios could could be in a profitable position, a, a very nice profitable position, without having take taken these steps to try to be a streamer. Yeah. All right. Well, we will leave it at that. And, uh, of course, we will definitely be uh, circling back to this as well. Hello, Six. <laughs> I see I see j jumping there in the chat there at the end. So uh, hey, I can see you. I uh, just want to remind you, is speaking of things Disney, tonight at uh, 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 Central, we are diving back into the Ranker Pit, talk about the latest episode of Kenobi, Episode 4. I have not seen it, and it's going to be an interesting, uh, interesting discussion. And then tomorrow, we're going to be talking about Google's AI. Oh, no, it's going sentient. It's and then sentient. tomorrow night, uh, an interesting production, uh, an experiment. Uh, RJ Carter over at Critical Blast and I will be uh, co-interviewing Howard Scott Warshaw about his new book, Once Upon Atari how I Made History by Killing an Industry. I do think that this is the guy who designed E.T. So we're going to be talking to him tomorrow night, and that's going to be simulcast on our channel and Critical Blast's channel. So we're going to, we're going to test this and see if it works. But there is that. So all of that going on. Uh, so, gentlemen, why don't we why don't we go through where people can find you guys? Uh, Dan, you're with the Family Investment Center. Let's uh, tell people about yourself. Well, we're actually a, a financial planning investment management firm. Manage almost a half a billion dollars um, in two offices in St. Joseph, Missouri, and Lenexa, Kansas. And you can find us on www.familyinvestmentcenter.com. And culture, where can people find you? Well, I've, uh, I'm on YouTube, Odyssey, uh, Rumble, uh, Mines, Getter, Twitter. It's all culture casino. You can find me. Those are my primary locations. I also started a DIY channel that uh, Jason mentioned a little <laughs> while ago. Uh, that you know, I, I just go through basic projects that almost anybody can handle, um, and uh, I try to give you, uh, you know, just the basics of like installing blinds or insulating your garage door without buying the very heavy and expensive, you know, panels and things like that. So just goofy things. But uh, that that's all. That channel is a lot of fun. The new video is out over there. Um, tomorrow but um yeah other than that you can find me in a lot of places not just here but uh, i'm on everybody's channels i go wherever the wherever the story is and we do have links in our show notes for everybody uh, six says who is this culture guy <laughs> i think i think she knows i think she knows and as far as we go you can find us on various different uh, we're on 10 different social media platforms which is probably 11 too many um, uh, all the different video platforms. Uh, we've got a PayPal link if you want to send us a tip or you know if, uh, support us that way or send a super chat or whatever. It's you know we don't do this for the money, but uh, maybe it helps. someday. Maybe someday. Maybe someday. All right, that's going to oh. do it for us today, folks. Gentlemen, thanks very much for being here. We'll definitely do this again and probably soon because as as Paul Harvey used to say, the rest of the story is uh, is probably just right around the corner so that's going to do it here thanks very much all of you in the chats good to have you with us and we will be back to do this all again tomorrow remember uh, uh ranker pit tonight more bunker tomorrow atari tomorrow night we're we're staying busy remember there are four lights
This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi For Me Radio. Copyright 2022 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. 